Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello and welcome to All Day Breakfast today. I'm Alex. That is Matt. How you going, Matty? I'm good, thanks, Alex. How was your uh, march yesterday? Yes, it was good in the only way it can be good in that it's a lot of people on the same page coming together for change. I did head along to the Melbourne March for Justice uh, with some really powerful speeches. Uh, A lot of people, yeah, quite rightly upset with where we are and uh, the current trajectory that we're heading. I mean, it's pretty, it's a bit of an indictment when, you know, all of these people mostly asking for an independent inquiry and uh, at that point is a little bit too much to ask, it seems, of the current um, people who are in the uh, in the situation. But, yeah, just the harrowing stories. And something for me is just with the statistics of how many people are, um, are affected by, you know, family violence, domestic violence, statistics and those kind of things. You know, one in three, one in five, losing a woman a week. Any statistic that you can come out with is just so harrowing. And just seeing that many women gathered in one place and realising that everyone there has their own stories man really touching stuff and hopefully it's some change comes of it so um yeah really proud of the people who were able to do that and yeah it was a real honor to be standing there and listening to a few of these really really articulate powerful people uh doing their best to turn things around in australia oh that's awesome man it's really is uh great that you're able to get along and it's great that so many people were able to stand up and let their voices be heard. Absolutely. Yeah, we're um, not going to get it into it today. I mean, it's very, always tough for us to cover these kind of things. We're just two yeah. dudes hanging out there. But, yeah, I wanted to say we're absolutely with you and support everything that's happening uh, in that realm. So um, sending our best to everyone who headed along yesterday. We've got a big show for you today, though. Matt O'Kine, I'm very excited to hear what you've got first up. Always good when Matt O'Kine says, oh, i got a little story. So that's coming up. Uh, there could be a rant dog Uh-oh. coming out of the woodwork today. So, um be very careful. And we have an incredible guest. Sammy Shah is his name. He's a comedian. You might have read one of his books, I'm Migrant, uh, the Islamic Republic of Australia. He's written as well. He's on a bunch of podcasts. He's got a new comedy show called Cuck. And um, it's about what it says on the box, really. It's a really <laughs> interesting story. And uh, yeah, we'll be really interested to chat to Sammy a little bit later on. Very funny and interesting dude. Well, we're in for a big Tuesday. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's get started. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Um. <laughs> Welcome back to Matt and Alex, where Matt was meant to begin talking, but he started <laughs> laughing instead. <laughs> Only because I, I've just got a, I've got a thing in my notes, right? When things happen oh, to me, no. I put them in my notes on your phone. Right? <laughs> yeah. So What's if, the you, if you're of listening, this particular notes. If you're listening, you're wondering where do all of these incredible ideas come from? Okay, when we're talking about things like. Um, What's your juice? And um, Google autofill game, <laughs> meme market update. <laughs> I look to my notes and One I have of these things, things like did this. Did it actually happen? Look at this, Alex Dyson. This this is in my notes. I have no idea why I have written this. This is what I've written. Would you prefer to have three bum cheeks or three nostrils? Now <laughs> I don't know what that means. I honestly, I honestly cannot tell you why I thought that that would be 
a, like a that's, worthy discussion. That's barely thought-worthy, <laughs> let alone noteworthy. <laughs> Obviously, you'd prefer three butt cheeks. Why? Sitting would be so much more comfortable. No, it wouldn't. You'd have a middle and you'd be teetering in between. <laughs> no, it'd be, a very, it'd be a very flat one. Anyway, look. The other reason why I was laughing is because I was looking at another sentence in my notes that just says, huge moth in boxer shorts. I put on, I mean, not boxer shorts, my board shorts. Put on my board shorts yesterday. They've been drying outside. Look down, giant moth on my leg. I had put on shorts and a moth. <laughs> so, when have you put on a moth? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's not what I was wanting to talk about. What I was wanting right. to talk about. So those um, are going to go into the... They get deleted from the notes or they just sit there and go all the way down to the bottom? Once I've said them, they do get out. Yeah, so they can finally... Okay. Huge moth in well. board shorts can go and uh, the three bum cheeks or three nostrils. And I'll tell you what, that's very down on the list. I've been waiting a while to... to <laughs> To uh, talk about that one, and I, it was not worth the wait. Okay, <laughs> but is is this leading to something worthwhile that you've you've got for us today? Well, I'll tell you what actually happened. I mean, okay, yesterday, new outbreak in New South Wales. Oh, right? the hot streak. Yeah, ended. yeah, yeah, ended. Fifty-five days gone, which is a bit of a shame. I was feeling really like confident. Mm. You know? Well, yesterday, first day um, that Australia was totally open, all the states opened the borders to- Well, that's um, what I was thinking. You know? And I was like, for once, (laughs) for once, we're all free to roam. And then it's it's like, it's like, you know, COVID new and boom, shut it down. Mm. Anyway, so I get in my, get in a ride share yesterday after the show. Okay. And um, get in, the driver says- um, Oh, you don't you don't have to wear your mask in here if you don't want to. And I said, Oh, no, nah, I just would prefer to, you know. Mm-hmm. More as a courtesy to you. Yeah. yeah, I said, you know, it's fine. And he goes, Oh, do you want me to put mine on? And I said, Oh, I mean, you do whatever you want, but it's fine. And so I'm sitting there with my mask. And I said, I just wanted to be, you know, a bit I'm trying to be cautious because the the streak ended. Yep. And the driver said, Oh, what? Was there a case? Was there? I said, Yeah, you know, um, security guard from <laughs> Mantra, you know, um, just just in the next suburb, Haymarket, and uh, the the driver goes, "Oh, is that the tall, skinny security guard?" I said, "Well, I don't, I don't know." The tall, skinny said, building. Yeah, well, no, no. He says that the tall, skinny security guard. I said, "I don't know if he's tall or skinny. Why?" And then the driver goes, "Oh no, it's just because I picked up um, security guard from Mantra a few days ago." And I was like, ah! Well, he might have been going to his other job because New South Wales one of the few states that still allow the quarantine workers to have multiple jobs. Yeah, and I don't so want to shame anyone. I don't, I don't want to shame anyone. No, no one tries to catch it. No, and working in those places, like you need people to do that. Exactly. Except for the, when they're bringing in those robots roaming the corridors. <laughs> but you, need, you generally need people to do it. And hats off to the people who have stepped up in a – Walking around places where there are positive cases. Yeah, hats off, masks on. (laughs) Driver, please, I'm dying here. You should have seen me. I don't want to touch the the door handles. From there, not not putting on that mask. Imagine that, just dropping that one. He literally goes, yeah, it was a few days ago, maybe a a bit less than a week, So, but that'd be fine. And I'm like, what do you mean, mate? Have you heard of incubation? Do you understand this bloody virus at all, mate? I'm in a hot zone right now. <laughs> this car is a hot zone. 
So now I've just got a countdown. I'm so just worried. You go and get a test? No, That's what I have got no symptoms. Time. No symptoms. Uh, I don't know. I've just, I'm terrified. I know Sophia's going to bring someone home. You mark my words. Three days from now. <laughs> I'll be I'll be in some echoey room because I'll be doing the show from a lounge room. Yeah, and then I'll be reading the news, and it's like, oh, there's a new case in New South Wales. Um, he's visited um, Bartholomew's Schnitzel Emporium. <laughs> he's gone down to his local craft brewery. <laughs> yeah, multiple times in a day. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at 5pm, I wanted to pick up the daughter from daycare. Um, wonder, who, wonder who this mystery, this mystery case, case could be. <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's a warning. Masks on, people. I mean, it's a little thing. It's a little thing. We're not, you know, the, to the people in hospitals and those places, have to wear them literally all day in the, you know, in the back of the back of the seat. Pop them nah, on. and I... Sh- and I should say, shout out to all the people who are working security, all of the um, all of the people who are working on the front line. No slight to you guys. It just just telling my story. <laughs> coffee, yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Yes, Matt. It is a Tuesday, and uh, it is that one time of the week where um, I get to shed my warm, bubbly marshmallow exterior and take a pretty overt shot at the ratings because we all know there's one type of radio announcer that rates in Australia mm. and it's not your, uh, you, you know, Mr. Nice it's not, Guy. It's not bloody goody two-shoes or Dyson over here. It's, hey? not, it's not him. It's not that oh, rat dog. look at me doing nice things and being nice. No, you no, idiot, no. you're costing us bloody pay rises. <laughs> That's it. Well, I think that yours um, fight contests could be <laughs> having an impact as well. Uh, but you are absolutely right. It doesn't get rid of the point. And that's why I do like to add an end to my nickname on on Tuesdays where I become yes. Rant Dog. Rat Dog. Yes. I had to have a rant. But because, you know, it is, it's not my natural state you know, rant dog just doesn't come out. Same as, you know, if you're a werewolf, usually you're just wandering around, aren't you? You're a nice no, you're dude. Just, yeah. you're, just, you're just licking your paws, cleaning no, behind no, your ears. No, you're a human for most oh. of the month. Oh, that's right. What Do you, do you know anything about werewolves? I forgot. I thought, that they were, <laughs> I thought they were wolves most of the time and then... No, 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 no. Then they Humans <laughs> most of the time. But oh. once that full moon comes out from behind the clouds... That's when the claws come through. That's when the hair breaks through the skin. And i got to tell you what, people, you were my full moon. Uh, so what we like you to do is to post us a little voice message, just something that's riling you up a little bit. Mm. Okay? And that is the little jump start that is needed to get the rant dog out and roaming the streets. Thank you very much to Mark for sending in a voice memo which is something that's quite been annoying him recently, and it involves everyone's favourite cup of caffeine. G'day, Rand Dog. My little issue here, my gripe, is with the baristas of Australia. And pretty handy that they've got a lot of milk on hand because they're going to need it for the spice I'm dropping. All right, simple thing. There's only three sizes of coffee. There's small, there's medium, and there's large. If I order a large... I want the biggest coffee you got. I don't want to then find out you've got 
an extra large or jumbo or anything else. Just give me a biggest coffee. I went, I went to one place that had a coffee called a bucket. And unless it's got a handle or unless I need two hands to pick it up, it's not a bucket. It's a coffee, all right? Just three sizes. It's that simple. Enough with the madness. Uh-oh. Oh, step back. Oh, tell you what, Mark. I tell you what, you're, you're, tell you, you look what. like you could heat I some t- milk with the steam that's coming out of your ears. What's Does going on? anyone need a ch- cappuccino? Because I'm steaming, mate. <laughs> I am absolutely steaming about this. Mark makes an excellent point because the baristas of Australia are absolutely out of control. Not Uh-oh. to mention these bloody overseas mob, Juventus, okay, getting bigger and bigger. In Australia, they keep getting smaller and smaller. My smalls recently, so I have to get large. Larges are too big. Smalls are too small. That's why I have a one and a half coffee keep cup. Oh, you think that's good when you put it down in front of the barista? They go, oh, would you like a regular coffee? I'm like, fill it up. <laughs> fill it up to the top. I'm getting these keep cup back. It's two thirds full. I'm like, oh, just charge me whatever. <laughs> Put the extra milk in, please. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. How do you feel about I mean, I do think that there should be a standard in sizing. The same thing goes with beers, Alex Dyson. When you, oh. go, to Adelaide, when you go to Adelaide, you've been to Adelaide recently? <laughs> sign, sign on the pub says $6 pint. You think, oh, <laughs> licking my lips at that. Walk in and you say, that's a schooner. And they're like, no, schooners are pints in Adelaide. A pint's called an imperial pint. You're like, What? You know where I think we're going wrong here? Bloody using the imperial system. Because on coffee, it's a six ounce. It's an eight ounce. It's a 12 ounce. What's wrong with Mills? What's the matter with Mills? I thought we all decided. I thought we had a referendum. All right? I can hear myself echoing my own headphones. That's how angry I am about this. I was up in Townsville. Over Christmas, okay, grabbing a coffee, just a regular thanks. They gave me the bucket. And I'm like, this is regular? <laughs> that happened to me in Port Macquarie. Yeah. I don't trust any cafe that has a medium. <laughs> what, I just, so it's it should either, only be two. Yes, of course. It should either be a regular or a large. All no right? middle ground. You either Stop want sitting on the fence, baristas. <laughs> you either want your coffee and a little bit more or just the coffee. Out in the country, they think everyone drinks a litre of coffee. No. <laughs> Can we get some Australian standards here? Because the world's confused. Anyway, thank you very much, Mark, for um, <clears throat> oh, bringing that to our attention. Sorry, I just blacked out. What's what? Are, where are we up You're to? Back, are we talking man. to Sammy Shah soon or where are we? Are you wearing contacts? Are, you, are, you, are your eyes usually that red? Goodness gracious. Your pupils um, are laser beams right now. Please, um, if you want to get a little bit frothy and uh, send us topic on which we can yell at people, um, matt.ad.alex is the Instagram DM inbox for you. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt O'Kymen, it's time to chat to someone who, like us, for a few years got up on behalf of the taxpayer and uh, talked into a microphone on the ABC. That's right. Uh, he's now doing his comedy show, Cuck, at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It's Mr. Sammy Shah. G'day, Sammy. Hey, how are you doing? What time did you guys wake up? 
Now or then? <laughs> because uh, back in yeah, the day yeah. when we were doing Triple J, we had the 4.15. Matt would come and pick me up at about 10 to 5 and we'd uh, roll um, on in. What about yourself? That's pretty relaxed. I had to because ABC Breakfast Radio on Radio Melbourne used to start and we used to be on air at 5.30, but you had to do a lot of like a news prep, so reading the newspaper and stuff. So I woke up at 3 a.m. I'd be in the office by 4.15 oh. at the latest and then uh, 4 o'clock usually. And then, yeah, from 4 to 5.30 was the prep time and everything. Yeah, it was hard. I, I'm not a morning person. I did not do well. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you consider just playing lots of music in between so you'd have a lot more time oh. where you didn't have to be talking about news? <laughs> How I wish that was an option, man. Because it was just like, yeah, it was ABC. like now I understand. Like I, I used to listen to Red Simons when he did it before me, and Red would do this thing where, like, you know, he'd do the thinking voice where he'd be like, "Oh," and I was like, "Oh, that's what he's doing. He's just, he's just warming up to the day." Is a trick I learned as well. Then, yeah. Did you did you have much hate? Because I don't know what the difference between the you know the older oh. audience of ABC Local compared to the. Whippersnappers of Triple J, because I mean, you know, I copped, I copped heaps of hate. But did you get hate? Man, first they were angry at me for not being Red Simons, which was a whole. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm not Red Simons. So that was like a whole <laughs> thing that I copped basically uh, for about a year. Then they got angry at me for daring to be a brown guy who's an immigrant being on their radio. So mm-hmm. there was a whole year of like, what is this radio Bangladesh? Like that kind of <laughs> oh my stuff. God, <laughs> Sammy. <Yeah. laughs> Good yeah, times, eh? God. You, and then, then oh. you're up at 3 a.m. just copping that. Like, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. what I want before the sun's up. Just yeah, abuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, oh, well, man, look, you've uh, you've done very well since then. You're now doing a brand new show, Melbourne Comedy Festival this year. I am. It is called Cuck. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You're doing well comedy-wise, but I've got to tell you, because I saw a little bit of you doing a stand-up spot uh, recently, Sammy, and I I think the best way to ask you this question is just to say, how was your 2020? Oh, man, how was anyone's 2020? If you're in Melbourne, which is where I am, it was a disaster. But, yeah, you know, and and it's funny because uh, the story that I tell on stage, it turns out a lot of people had similar experiences, which is, your, you know, the marriage fell apart completely and utterly. It turns out seven months of lockdown are going to uh, destroy relationships. And mine was actually, to be fair, mine ended just before lockdown started. So maybe you were just doomed to start with. So but yes. you can't even blame COVID, man. That sucks. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Uh, I got married September 2019. Uh, by December, January, my... Uh, partner at the time uh, I discovered was uh, not as committed to one of the commandments or one of the vows that you make when you get married. I think it was, you know, don't covet your neighbor's partner or whatever. But um, yeah, so she, uh, you know, the, the show's called Cuck and the word Cuck is short for Cuckold, which is a man whose wife had an affair. So you can take from that what you will. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I've been there, dude. Don't worry. I've, I've, I based a whole, sh- I based a stand-up show on it. I've got a TV series on it, so I know how you how you feel. What's uh, what's it what's it been? What's the, what's it like going through it? You know, I mean, because I know what it was like. Oh. I was waking up at four thirty in the morning, going uh, you know, after having huge chats, huge chats the night before, and then you come into work four thirty, turn the mics on, someone's like, "Shut up, O'Kine." You're like, "No, you shut up." <laughs> <laughs> my world, my life's falling apart. It would have been it would have been horrific anyway, right? Like when you find out that your partner's cheating on you, that's not a great thing to discover anyway. Um, when you find out your partner's cheating on you right after you 
are basically in debt over a wedding that the partner wanted. That's not great. And when you find your partner's cheating on you just before lockdown starts, so your partner moves out to be with a new person, while oh. you're now going to spend seven months alone contemplating your mortality <laughs> oh, with, with two cats that you didn't want to start with. And now, what? Oh, you the had cats. the cats and I didn't take the cats? <laughs> no, I, I kept the cats because I was like, I need something to hold on to. So, yeah, oh. for... So you you were left after seven months of marriage with a, a wedding debt and two cats that weren't yours. I was left after four months of marriage with oh, a wedding debt and two cats that weren't mine for seven months of lockdown. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but it is a thing where you get an hour show out of it, I guess. So that's what's manageable. <laughs> that's it. And tell us about that that process. Is it cathartic? Is it sad? Is it funny? How do you get it on stage? And then how do you feel being able to see the people in the front row reacting to your stories of <laughs> of woe. Well, I mean, look, the writing process and the not the writing, the pro, the performing process is cathartic, and that's something that's true to any stand-up comedian. You know, like that gap between trauma and like tragedy plus time equals comedy. That equation with comedians, it's actually really short. Like tragedy plus time, there's not much time that we need to start writing the comedy or performing it. So, you know, my catharsis was being able to talk about it on stage and that really helped me a lot. But the, um, yeah, and, and, and the reaction from the audience has been amazing. Every time I talk about it, there's a moment where the audience feels like a gut punch. You can see the air kind of get sucked out of people's lungs. And then you can see them go, okay, okay. And he seems to be okay talking about this. So we're okay laughing about it. And, and they kind of come on along on the journey. And then after shows, I've had so many people coming up to me and going, yeah, my partner cheated on me during lockdown. Mm. And, and it turns out like half, like Melbourne is what, 4 million people? It turns out 2 million of them were, were cheating on the other 2 million throughout. <laughs> so it's been, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it turns out we're a city of cheaters. I don't know what to tell <laughs> no. you. It's a very it's it's very tough thing to do though, and I'm speaking from personal personal experience yeah. because you have to ensure that you are only telling your story because yeah, no matter absolutely. no matter how much you don't like another person or the the, the you you feel nah, an incentive of injustice about what they did or the way they treated you, you still don't have a right to tell their story. So it's it's a really fine balance and and and. Have you figured that out along the way, I guess? I think I have. You know, I don't hate that. I don't hate her. I have no, you know, like, yeah, it was messed up. What happened? It was terrible. But it turns out it's a fairly universal thing. A lot of people do these things and people are fallible. And I've done terrible things in my life. I'm sure that other people, if they told their story, would go like, I'd be the villain. So I think the way I tell it, or at least I'm aspiring to tell it, is more just people laughing at me or with me about the tragedy of the situation than getting, you know, than that person looking bad. I mean, they look a little bad. They don't, they don't look great. But, you know, <laughs> you know if yeah. you don't want to look bad, you shouldn't have cheated on me. But <laughs> overall. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you've managed to do it uh, incredibly, uh, Sammy Shah. Thank you so much for chatting to us here on All Day Breakfast. The show is called Cuck. It's on at Comedy Republic, which I'm so excited about. Oh. Get to come down and check it, check it out it's a great venue. for the festival. Um, thank you so much. Uh, really, yeah, appreciate your time and being so open and honest with us. Sammy, you're an absolute legend. We really appreciate you chatting to us here today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I smell toast. Now, Matt, we heard yesterday that uh, due to being the subject of the song The Cat's in the Cradle, 
doing a little bit of that hard work, missing out on the moments that you missed one of the all-time great things that can happen in Australia, and that's uh, a, a koala sighting on the beach. Yeah. I mean, I never see it in the cold, hard, mean streets of Sydney, you know, but but suddenly we're away, Port Macquarie, having a little bit of a holiday. I stay at home doing a bit of work. Next minute, everyone else with us sees a koala just just chilling in the in the public. Goodness me. I tell you what, I hate when people come back and going, oh, my God. Or you're like looking, you're buying a pie when Mark of the Year's taken at the footy or something <laughs> like that. It's just the worst feeling. So we've asked you, what have you missed out on? And we got a call from Emma in the ACT. Hello, Emma. Hi, boys. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, first things first, um, we're chatting about the Women's March earlier on in the show and you happened to go along to the one in Canberra. Yeah, I absolutely did. I went along yesterday and it was just simply incredible seeing all those people show up, having an appearance from Brittany Higgins. Um, yeah, really amazing statement and great to be amongst it. Tell you what, the guts of Brittany Higgins to be, you know, embroiled in this particular, um, what's turned into a political scandal, but must be just a real personal you know, trauma that she'd be suffering. So to be able to jump up on stage and give the speech that she did, that must have been incredible to witness. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, uh, full credit to her. I don't know how she does it, um, but it's certainly extremely inspirational and really kind of empowering a huge movement here in Australia and pushing it along as it should be. Well, yeah, well, we've got a couple of uh, grabs from her speech that we'll be playing a little bit later on in today's show. But uh, we wanted to also talk to you about Emma what you missed out on, because you uh, you went on a tour in Africa. Yeah, that's right. And look, boys, mine was also wildlife-related, <laughs> which is why I thought of this one. Um, but, yeah, I was in Zimbabwe a few years ago, and, you know, you want to go along, you want to see all the all the top animals and, and all that kind of thing, um, the things you can't spot in Australia. And um, I was chatting with one of the kind of tour guides that was at one of the lodges, and I was saying, oh, look, what's the likelihood of us being a leopard? Um, because they're solo, very elusive animal. Um, and he said, look, I've been working here for nine years and I've never seen a leopard. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't going to oh. happen. <laughs> um, so then we went out on the tour and he stayed back at the lodge, went out on the tour and sure enough, we spotted a leopard. <laughs> oh. So you were on the good what? end. You got to see this majestic creature in its natural habitat and the poor dude who's been running tours for nine years missed out. Yep. And so we went back to the lodge and I was very excited and was like, you won't believe it. Like, we saw a leopard and I thought that he would be excited for us, but he just looked really distraught. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unless it's all an act, Emma. Maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he, he just says, "Yeah, nah, never seen one." Um, oh, meanwhile, goes and plants one in a tree, knowing when you'll <laughs> drive past. Look, he would have done a pretty bloody good job, and it's clearly a pretty bloody good actor if that's the case. Because <laughs> yeah. I kind of played it down when I realised how sad he was about it. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that majestic. It was just slightly <laughs> majestic. <laughs> oh, it also could have just been a, a big cat with with spots that someone painted on it. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, Emma, well, look, we're glad that you got to see it anyway. Very exciting stuff. And uh, and thank you very much for listening to Matt and Alex all day breakfast and for letting us know how yesterday's uh, Women's March in Canberra went. We really appreciate you getting in touch. Yeah, no worries, boys. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You're the best, Emma. Thank you. Bye. And as always, this, the door never shuts on Talk Back. So uh, feel free to get in touch with us, Matt. 
Well done, Alex. Should you have something that uh, tweets in your mind when you hear a couple of the yarns that come through on this little podcast? Man, I remember getting chased by a wild hog at the safari that I was on. Dad never lets me lets me forget about it. <laughs> oh, he has a good cackle. Getting chased uh, around, I'm just getting chased around the lodge by this bloody wild hog, and Dad's just like, ah, <laughs> you really ran when that w- hog was chasing you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> horned with tusks and a hog coming at me. Of course I'm running, mate. Well, Anyways. The, the liking. That's <laughs> Mr. Hog. Anyway, good times. I just think of that. Thank you very much, Emma. And thank you uh, for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We really appreciate your attendance, I guess you could say, to this uh, little community that we have here. Well, we've been talking about the women's marches that took place around the country yesterday. Alex, you did attend, as did our last caller, Emma, uh, in Canberra. So we thought we'd play you a little snippet from Brittany Higgins and her powerful speech from yesterday's march in Canberra. We hope you are well. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to Sammy Shah for joining us as well. Please check out his show at Comedy Republic. And we will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. I speak to you today out of necessity. The system is broken. The glass ceiling is still in place and there are significant failings in the power structures within our institutions. We are here because it's unfathomable that we are still having to fight this same stale, tired fight. One out of every five women in Australia will be sexually assaulted or raped in their lifetime. And if you're a woman of colour, those statistics are even higher. I was raped inside Parliament House by a colleague and for so long it felt like the people around me only cared because of where it happened and what it might mean for them. These past few weeks on a personal level have been extremely difficult. I watched as the Prime Minister of Australia publicly apologised to me through the media while privately his team actively discredited and undermined my loved ones. These are the people making our laws and governing the country. As our leaders, they should be the exemplar, the gold standard. Sadly, this just isn't the case. If they aren't committed to addressing these issues in their own offices, what confidence can the women of Australia have that they will be proactive in addressing this issue in the broader community? to resign and share my story because it was the only thing I felt I could do to say that I didn't co-sign this behaviour. That I don't believe what happened was right, that I don't believe a brochure is adequate support, that I don't believe people should be isolated, intimidated and ignored after traumatic incidents inside the workplace. I came forward with my story to hopefully protect other women. So I have spoken out with what little I have to say that this isn't okay and they need to do better. We all need to do better. Listener.